And welcome back to the Something's Brewing Podcast, episode 60! 60! The Vladimir Sabotka episode! He had the longest stick. He did. He had the longest what? Pause. <laughs> he did. Hey, Vladimir, it's funny because I was actually on my way home from work today. I was watching this uh, YouTube compilation. Um, and it was like the Bruins most electric moments in recent history. And it was back to back. This has nothing to do with Vladimir Saboka, by the way. It's just a little tidbit. But it was back to back clips of Miroslav Shatan and his goals against Buffalo in, in the playoffs. And as soon as the one came on where he scored, um, I think I, I was driving, so I wasn't watching the screen, but I'm pretty sure it was right in the crease. He scored in overtime and he does like the little like hip hop dance where he's like taking the <laughs> steps into the corner. Jack Edwards is going ballistic yelling Miro the hero. Oh dude, listen to this. Listen, the game one of the preseason was last night. If you can't tell, I am back in go mode, dude. I am back in go mode. I am feeling great. Um, there's so much to talk about, um, about last, last night's game too. I mean, Matthew Patra going off, um, becoming a household name. name. Patra. Why? Probably the French pronunciation. I feel like it should be pronounced differently than that. But go on, go on. I don't yeah. want, sorry, I'm going to steal your thunder. No, Matthew Patra seemingly was about to steal the night and become a household name until Brandon freaking Bussy comes out of... He's looking like a 99 overall goalie, prime Martin Brodeur, prime Tim Thomas, 29 save shutout in his preseason debut. He had one highlight reel save that legitimately might be like a, a top 10 save of the entire season i mean <laughs> first like, preseason game first preseason game to, to, to hold on to the shutout too i mean there was a moment right at the end of the game like four seconds left where one of the rangers players had a wide open cage and he hit the side of the net and i was like oh that would have sucked but <laughs> he, but he missed the net so, so bussy with the 29 save shutout patra with two points a goal and an assist um but but there's so much to talk about 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 um obviously preseason game number one three nothing um three nothing win over the Rangers. But before we even hop into it, Mel, welcome back to Massachusetts. Welcome back to New England. Um, the the listen, listen. If you listened to last episode, I I gotta ask a question. Were you the one who crashed the military jet? I cannot confirm nor deny the rumors <clears throat> that mm. I crashed a military jet. But I can confirm the rumors that I was sipping pumpkins on the beach. <laughs> I read your comments. I Psycho. Tweeted, I tweeted a picture of me sipping pumpkins on the beach, and like you would have thought I just, like I don't know, tweeted the nuclear launch codes. People were all up my ass because I dare to sit in 80-degree weather at the beach, Ugh. listening to the waves, sipping on the sweet taste of a pumpkin brew. By the way, too, also, you're a big Sam Adams guy. Yes. I just realized last yeah. week yeah. that they have they have two different pumpkin brews. Did you know that? They have Oktoberfest and they have the Jackal Pumpkin. I actually did not know that. I know the Oktoberfest, obviously, but I didn't know about the Jackal Pumpkin. Yeah, no, the Jackal Pumpkin is significantly better. Really? You get, I was talking about it with my buddy's dad because you get you get sips of like cinnamon and nutmeg in every single sip. Whereas when okay. you get to the 
shut up. When you get to the <laughs> when, you, when you get to, when you get to the bottom of an Oktoberfest, it's just kind of like straight like rubbing alcohol a little bit. You get to the bottom of a Jacko pumpkin, and you're like, holy shit, where's the next one? It's amazing. Um, but it, I had other than the jet and the pumpkin beers, I had myself a great old time. I you were calling me a world traveler. I had Davis saying that I'm on vacation all the time. I had Berg sending me messages on Slack <laughs> calling me the man who never works. This is like my <laughs> first vacation like ever. Like I don't remember. I've never been on vacation for a full week yeah. in my entire life. Um, I think I've only missed like three or four of her episodes. So I was cracking up listening to that and listening to your show. Shout out Davis, by the way, for holding down the fort for stepping in for me last week. But uh, yeah, I had a great time. In uh, South Carolina, by the way, South one, not the North. I know you were confused where the hell in the world no was, but mm-hmm. uh, yep. no, it was fun. It was fun. How was how was your week last week? I haven't talked to you in two of them. Well, so uh, so okay. This is gonna kind of Lauren was Lauren asked a DM. This is for later in the in the show, but Lauren had said. Who's who was the biggest disappointment? And I replied to her and I said, me. And she said, (laughs) she said, do you need to talk about it? And I said, I'll talk about it on the pod. So this weekend, um, I went up to Bethel, Maine with with uh, my family, some close friends from from high school and one of my best friends, Katie and Teddy. Congratulations to them. They got married this week. So the reason I was disappointed in myself is because I. I don't remember much about. <laughs> I remember. I remember the Snapchats you were sending. I don't even. That's scary because I don't know what you're referencing right now. But um, listen, I woke up on Sunday morning and I rolled over onto my back, and immediately everything in my body just like flipped upside down. And I remember, I all I did, I woke up and I just said fuck because everything hurts so bad everything <laughs> hurts so my head was weighing a thousand pounds i walked out of the bedroom into the kitchen and i guess i slept in my golf shorts i walked out it, zach was actually in the kitchen shout out zach and he said he could hear me he could hear me coming from a mile away because i guess my footsteps were so heavy my belt was undone my hair was a mess i was walking into just the sweet smell of bacon shout out to matt ruggiero and charlotte for for cooking up some nice continental breakfast but it sounds it sounds like you could have used a can of wellness i could have dude i really could have i really (laughs) do the ad read (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean yeah so that's why I was disappointed in myself. But I mean, what a weekend it was. Um, shout out to Katie and Teddy, Bethel, Maine. They got married on a bridge. It was awesome. Great, great wedding all around. Um, married on a bridge. Yeah, it was. It was How really does that cool. Work? It, it's like traffic. No, like you know, like one of those side ones. They're like made of wood, and they're they're like kind of like they're. Sh- I don't know how to explain it. What goes over the bridge? Ants? No. no. (laughs) What is this bridge made for? Ants? What is this? A center for ants? What is this? A bridge for ants? (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know, it's like a picture. Like there's this famous bridge of Vermont where it's that. The red one? Yeah, it's like yeah, one of those bridges. And it, it was nobody uses it anymore for travel or commuting. It's just kind of there for scenery. For so we were on that. Yeah. So so it, yeah, they got married there. It was awesome. So shout out to them. But um, I was excited to get back home because uh, I got I got back home on Sunday morning, 
came back, watched the Pats game, watched a little red zone up until the uh, puck drop for the Bruins and Rangers game. And oh my God, what a game. I am so excited for the season, dude. Matthew Patra, I know, I know the preseason, um, you know, it's just starting and that was only game one. But if he can maintain this level of play, I mean, he's making a case for himself, dude. He really, really is. Yeah, dude, he was all over the ice. And I was flipping between uh, the Bruins game and red zone myself because I was thoroughly enjoying the Dallas Cowboys get thumped by the Cardinals. That was that yeah. was good fun to watch. But uh, the Portois guy, like he's he was all over the ice, not just offensively. He was making defensive plays too. There was one yep. there was one clip or, or moment in the game I remember where like the puck was like he was in the neutral zone skating towards uh the rangers side of the ice and the puck was kind of bouncing there and it was just out of reach and like a couple rangers players were there hounding him and he did like this lunge forward and just like hit it with his stick and it like flipped over the guy's sticks and it hit like right on the dot i think it was the brusque like cutting down the wing and it was like yes. shit, that's like that's such a veteran like that's something you would see bergeron do or it's like, that's like a, a savvy veteran defensive move just shooting your stick out there to hit it to a guy coming down the boards and to have it be a 19 year old kid who's like never even sniffed nhl action doing that in his first career preseason game and i know it's preseason and i remember last year we did the same thing when we were blowing smoke up zaboril's ass because and aj career and yeah, aj career aj career dude you gotta stop fighting people man i oh know Dude, dude, this poor guy, dude. I feel so bad for AJ Greer right now because I think the writing is on the wall a little bit. And then you it, like, I, 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 we'll get into it a little more, but yeah, we might as well get into it now. We're talking about it. I, he's probably not going to have a spot in this lineup come opening night, if I had to guess. And like, like I even said, like, like oh, great. Like, here's the obligatory AJ Greer preseason fight. And then he's, <laughs> Dude, and then you see him get his jersey pulled over his head, and he's just getting the whale on. Dude, like he got ragdolled. And I remember last no. year too. We were talking about it heading into the playoffs that, um, you know, he he he's obviously not the most skilled guy on the team, right, at all. And he would be the first to tell you that. But um, I think he was trying to make a case last year to make the the roster for the playoffs um, to try to get some time. And he was fighting something like every single game. Like yep. every game, the last three and a half weeks of the season last year, he was fighting somebody because he was trying to do what he could do to make the club, trying to, you know, make the roster as because every team needs a guy like that. Even if you're not the most talented guy, every team needs somebody who's going to go out there and hopefully beat somebody up or stand up for your star players or just do whatever you can do to get people going on the bench. And yep. I think AJ Greer was trying to do that last year. And uh, you saw him try to do it in the preseason game, doing whatever he can to make this, this roster, which includes dropping the mitts up. Uh, Subtle, subtle plug, Shout subtle out. plug. Shout there you out. go. Um, which includes dropping the mitts. Unfortunately, he got his face caved in. But that's the other thing too. And it's not just like the Bruins have some bottom six depth where they can move those guys around, which is going to make it tough for him to make the roster. But even if AJ Greer wants to embody that kind of role where he's dropping the gloves and he's fighting people to try to let a spark, they just went out and signed Lucic, who's gonna. Right. He can do all that significantly better than AJ Greer can, and he has more to his game. He's going to give you more production-wise than AJ Greer can. So, I feel like the writing is on the wall for Greer at this point. I think us and everybody else has been saying that for a while. But for Greer too, I mean, this could be him trying to show out for other teams. I mean, the Bruins yep. picked him up off the streets last year from I think Colorado or something, and he, you know, he was on the roster throughout the year and he had his moments. But, um, you know, if he's not going to play for the Bruins, I mean, he's also playing right now for a spot on every other roster in the NHL. So 
you got to do what you got to do. But dude, he got pummeled. And I, and, it, and it's so bush. <laughs> it's so bush league when they, they pull the jersey over the head and he, the guy can't see his arms. Are, he's like, oh my God. He's, he's yeah. like, like a Looney Tunes cartoon. And the guy's just wailing him with uppercuts. I was like, this, he's having a kid. That's a, that's a young father you're doing that to. <laughs> Dude, as soon as I saw the jersey pulled over his head, I was like, oh, no, oh, no, yeah, no, like, no, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, AJ, get not, out of there. Not in the new Centennials. And then, yeah. <laughs> you're getting it all bloody, AJ. Come on, it's game one. And, dude, but, yeah, he got the jersey pulled over his head, and as soon as that happened and Harper kept swinging, I was like, dude, go down. AJ, go down. And it, it took him, like, it took him, like, probably three uppercuts from Harper to finally be like, I'm out. And he just like yeah. flopped backwards. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like this, think, this is bad. Do you think Greer was yelling? Shit. His arms out. He's I can't see. <laughs> How? This is preseason. Stop. He's <laughs> trying to make the team. <laughs> Somebody help me. Ref! Ref! <laughs> Ma! Ma! Mama! Mommy! No, I don't know, dude. But, um, Love you, damn. AJ. I mean, okay, so now compare how we're talking about AJ Greer right now to the way we were talking about him last preseason. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. We were ready to build a. St- we had an episode called the AJ Greer Experience. We were ready to build a statue for the guy. I almost bought his jersey. <laughs> but that's why also, like, like Portois looks really good. Right. He's only 19. There's a lot to his game. But, like, here we are making fun of our reaction to AJ Greer and Jakob Zaboril's preseason performances last year. And we're also, at the same time, kind of, like, getting hyped. And I know it, it's a lot. It's it's very different with between Portois and the other guys we just mentioned but i think it's important as well to keep everything in the context of this is yes. game one of the preseason there's right. still so much to go and we don't even know who's gonna be making the team okay so talking on that point it, it's the same and i i understand trust me i get it it's exciting to see these young guys like thrive and and play amazing but like you said game one of the preseason there's so much time left you know to to kind of get a gauge on these players and really make some tough decisions but same thing with Bussy. Obviously, Bussy had a phenomenal game. He looked, dude, he was so solid in net. Um, he even had a couple of saves that were almost Tim Thomas-esque, where he's a little, I don't want to say he's, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he's 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 not, god damn it, I can't think of the word. <laughs> he's, he, He's he he he, he, he flops. He flops. So mad. I know. He he like flops around a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's he, like it's like controlled chaos a bit. Yes, controlled chaos. Sure, that's not the word I was looking for, but it works. <laughs> but um, he's he's he's. I'm still trying to think of it. That's right. I'm gonna drop that for now. But he's he's kind of all over the place a little bit, and it works for him. So it's kind of Tim Thomas esque. Like there was this one save that he made where I forget who it was for the Rangers, but he cut around the net, paddled down the. He didn't get it with the paddle, so he kind of like flopped over a little bit, kicked his legs out, and he made the save. And it was like holy shit. And then obviously the glove save that he made too, where he's literally on the opposite side of the net. And it was very similar to a save that he made for Providence last season as well, where he just kind of threw his arm out there, threw his glove out, and it happens to catch the puck, and it's phenomenal. But 
my my main point on that was yeah, Bussy had a phenomenal game, twenty nine save shutout, but you saw people saying, oh, trade Allmark, run roll Swayman and Bussy. Don't forget, it's one game. You're not playing an entire team of NHL talent. You're not playing the Rangers NHL team. Like, I mean, what you think, you think guys like, like Richard for the Bruins, you think guys like Callahan are going to be in the Bruins lineup? No. And it's the same for the Rangers. You don't have the top talent in preseason games. Um, So you have to take it with a grain of salt. Was it at, was it, you know, um, inspiring to see a performance like that from Bussy? Absolutely. Do the Bruins have great goaltending depth? For sure. But pump the brakes a little bit on the trade talk because that's it's not going to it's it's that's not the right move to make right now. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's not like the like somebody's holding a gun to Don Sweeney's head and saying you can only keep one like the Bruins can have all three of them if they want to. Damn it. Like yeah. it, there's there's nothing wrong with having Bussy in, uh, you know, in Providence for a little bit or even if you do make it to the trade deadline. I mean, think of how, uh, you know, now if, if Bussy continues to play this in the preseason if he goes back down to Providence to start the year which he probably will barring a trade and he's still you know putting up crazy numbers well then you feel a little bit better about maybe selling a goalie at the deadline I mean you don't have to move a guy now or overreact to the preseason but Bussy does look really good I know there was a lot of people last year who know who follow Providence a lot closer than I do I know Mark Allred was been yes. big on Brandon Bussy he's been yep. huge he was he was one of the people saying that Brandon Bussy is legit way before anybody else was yeah. um yeah but, credit to mark because he was yeah, he was on bussy early he was higher if i'm not i don't want to put words in his mouth but i thought he was higher on bussy than he was on swayman for quite I a think, while which think, was yeah which was like when really nobody else was saying that but um i mean bussy's a big guy he's like six five two twenty really sound he looked really technical good movement and on top of that he's a switch you know he catches with his right hand which made that play that save that he made all the more sweeter which was by the way yep. on espn's top 10 plays this morning really um, it was yeah yeah but no i mean the the bruins i mean it's it's ridiculous i mean they have you know two arguably two top five goalies in the NHL right now. They have Brandon Bussey, who, <clears throat> whatever you want to say about him, I mean, he's still a really good, you know, even if he's if you don't think he's going to be that guy, he's respected around the league right now as a good young goalie. They just traded for that DiPietro guy last year, who's one of the Bruins' top prospects. He's a goalie. I mean, it's goalie galore. Oprah, yeah, you get a sure. goalie. You get a goalie. Everybody <laughs> gets a goalie. And there's a lot of teams who are looking for a goalie. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that these all these the Bruins have four franchise goalies and not at all, but I'm saying that there are teams who will be willing to make a move to get one of these guys in their rosters. And it's a good position to be in. It's better to have, you know, three good goalies, potentially if Bussy pans out, than it is to have one good goalie and an okay backup and you have a carousel of whatever in Providence. But there's nothing bad to say about, about Bussy's production, but I do think it's also important, like you just mentioned, to remember this is the preseason. I mean, yep. you got to see it more. And, you know, the, the Rangers team that skated out the other night is like half of who they would normally have out there. You know, Panera didn't play. They were missing a bunch of stars. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But um, he's going to start. Oh, yeah. I was going to say he's going to start in Providence. Obviously, he's not going to make the team over Swayman or Olmark. But I don't know. Well, what do you think about like, do you think is DPH going to get any starts in the preseason? I don't know, dude. But 
I no, I don't think so. I think it'll mainly be Bussy, Kaiser. You'll probably see Sway for one game closer I to the start. I forgot about Kaiser. He's pretty yeah. nice too. God right. damn it, dude. The Bruins are loaded at goalie. What the yeah. Hell? Like shout out to goalie coach Bob because he's a goalie guru. And there's a lot of teams out there right now who need, you know, they need that backup goalie. And like I I will say Brandon Bussey is not an AHL goalie. He's 100% an NHL goalie, like for sure. Granted, is he better than Sway or Olmark? No, but he's still an NHL caliber goalie and he's an NHL talent right now. Um, so it's it's weird. There's a lot of teams in the league that are lacking goaltending depth. I mean, let, I mean, look at, look at teams in the division right now. Um, Ottawa could probably use a backup. Toronto for sure could use a backup. Um, and we might owe, we might owe them one for Tuca. But uh, <laughs> um, there's there's plenty of teams around the league that that are lacking goaltending depth. So Boston definitely has options in that department on exploring trades and stuff like that um, in the future. Definitely nothing before the season starts or, or anything like that. But it's it's a good problem to have right now if you're Boston having this much talent in goal. It's it's a good, you know, like card to have up your sleeve to have in your back pocket. I mean, injuries happen, you know, and like I'm not saying Brandon Bussey is going to step in and and continue this, you know, play it the way that he did last night in an NHL regular season game. But like you got to have some level of confidence now after seeing what he did last night, building upon the season that he put up last year in Providence. If Omar goes down, if Swayman goes down, God forbid, you might have this guy in Providence who can step up and kind of help weather the storm for a little bit until they get back, you know? That's insane. Because I legit, like, as you were saying that, I got a response to one of my tweets that said, if either Olmark or Swayman gets hurt, have Bussy in his backup. Yeah, that was so, actually, it was my burner. I was yeah. that as I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> Using speech text or whatever, voice text. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, there, there were a lot of positives to take away. Um, also, shout out to the crowd, dude, because the garden was packed. The Yo, garden yeah. was packed. I and was they were say, loud. You know what else I like, too? I think Lauren tweeted about it but like goalies supporting goalies did you see uh like linus omark was sharing on his instagram story uh brandon bussy saves and like god damn it man like they're so cool i know they're they're also so cool (laughs) they're all friends well no like when you think about it like there's only one goalie who goes out there and plays you have four lines you got four centers you got eight wings six defense when you got one goalie who's playing you know unless they get pulled and they suck but you know what i mean and the fact that you have all these guys who are all good competing for the one spot and yet they're all still so close like we've talked a thousand times about how close Omar and Swayman are and now to see Brandon Bussy like that's got to be cool for Bussy too like the guy who just won the Vesna trophy the franchise goalie is shouting you out on his Instagram story I think like that's got to be a cool feeling yeah I mean the guy who literally put up record setting numbers last season is sharing your save and and you, you you're competing Ice for your dude spot. he's yeah, an e, I, he's an e gamer Ice bear, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's it's funny that you say that too because I was just watching the the newest episode of Behind the Bee, and is Dennis when, Leary not commentating that anymore? No, it's because of the strike, though. It's not. It's oh. not eating a fired oh, or anything on. like that. Yeah, but, but that's Nessin. I know, but it's that's it's baloney. It's funny though that you mentioned like them being so close because. Um, as Allmark was accepting the Vesla and like taking the pictures and whatever for the media, he FaceTimed Swayman and he like put the he put Swayman up next to the trophy. 
So it's it, it really is good to see like that chemistry he's, between them two is unbelievable. He's so goofy too because it was funny because you yeah. had you know Omar is wearing the tuxedo and he's standing behind the the Masterson trophy and the Vesna, and I, it was the Masterson right? That's oh no the Jennings trophy the Jennings Jennings, trophy. Jennings yeah sure. yeah, and uh, and you know he facetimes <laughs> Swayman and he like tells him like hey we're we're about to take a picture and he like 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 shows his phone screen and it's like Swayman just kind of like this like wearing yeah. like he's wearing a backwards hat with his arm in the air like yeah <laughs> well you know what's funny so about funny. that dude it's the so like you know when they cut to commercial they like have that little like they just show like a picture and then cuts to commercial or whatever they yeah. showed the picture and it's Allmark holding the phone up but they like photoshopped the phone out so he's just holding his hand out like this <laughs> It was so weird. It was so so weird. But, um, dude, but we got, we got a shit ton of DMs. So we can jump right into that, dude. We can, we can start answering these questions from the listeners. Um, I'm going to read the one I got first. Yeah, you can, you can jump right into that. But shout out to you guys for always answering the call. Um, you make the show 10 times better. And it's honestly, this is so much like, this is my favorite part. But yeah, you can hop out of that DM you got. <clears throat> All right, I got an awesome DM from our friend Jack from the UK across hey, the internet. Let's go. <laughs> he said, uh, also, apparently you you can't DM the Something's Brewing Twitter account if you're not verified. I Yeah, I got a message about that from uh, um, from Chris Nosek. He, he told that to me, too. It's weird. It's weird. What Any, well, anyways, he said, um, what? For, it's a little long, but he said, what would you guys like to see the team's identity Wait. be this year? What? In honor of Jack, you have to do it in the British accent. Dude, no, it's way too long to do the British accent. <laughs> I'll do it in a Scottish one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he said, what would you guys like to see the team's identity be this year? Last year, it was all about that tight-knit group with pure team spirit. Personally, i like to see Boston be an absolute shithouse team. With Marshawn rocking the sea, I reckon that's absolutely on the cards. If shithousery isn't a term in the States, it basically means being an absolute nightmare to play against. Getting yes. your opponent's ear, going above and beyond to wind them up, and being a horrible side to come up against, being as toxic as possible. Over here in football... That's soccer for us Americans. Certain players have got shithousery down to a perfected art form. Just this weekend, Jamie Vardy scored and ran the length of the pitch to cup his ears to the traveling away fans. There was also an incident a couple of years ago where a video of a player went viral of him kicking his cat at home. Opposition players spent the rest of the season pissing him off by meowing in his ear during games. The beauty of shithousery is that it isn't limited to players and managers. Fans can get involved too. The player who kicked his cat went down injured and 40,000 fans started cheering, that's how your cat feels, as he limped off the pitch. Oh my god. (laughs) Jesus, dude. What are they doing in the UK? I love that. He said, there's also a player called John Joe Shelby who shares an unfortunate resemblance to Lord Voldemort and had, <laughs> has had fans chant, Harry Potter, he's coming for you during games. Luis Suarez <laughs> used to have fans saying, Luis Suarez, your teeth are off size, is another example of some top tier <laughs> participation. I mean, is, is this what? shit hell is real? Is this bullying? I mean, Dude, really this is a lot. Well, I, didn't, I didn't know that football players, soccer players had the best chirps. Holy well, I, I know. I know. <laughs> 
I know Luis Suarez used to always bite people in the World Cup, so they called him the Chupacabra for a while. But hang on, your, there's a little more. Your teeth are offside. That is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. I bet you, I bet you, Marshawn's got that a couple times about his, about nose. his that nose. Yeah. He said, anyways, given Marshawn's phenomenal track record of winding opponents up and giving it large to their fans, I'd love to see the Bruins become the league leaders in shithousery this season. Imagine coming off a shift of having him in your ear. To then have a Lucic line of three heat-seeking missiles coming along to introduce you to the boards. It would just be soul-destroying. Then he said, as always, big fan. It's a great way for me to keep up with the Bruins over in England on top of the 10-minute sports and highlights on YouTube. Hmm. And then, um, uh, oh yeah, then I, then I made a joke. You know, I messaged him back and said... Uh, I said, I, you know, I always appreciate how you can relate things back to soccer. And then I said, sorry, I know you call it football. He said, uh, yeah, I used the comparison to football to almost act as a sports translation for you guys. Also, it's cool you calling it soccer. It will always be wrong, but we sent you David Beckham back in 2007. And if he can't convince you all it's called football, then what hope do we have? <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I honestly, I love that though. Shout out Jack. Shout um, out Jack, man. Who knew I'd be getting some some football knowledge on this too? I, I know, all, dude. Dude, the, the, the whole teeth, your teeth are offside is, is maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard. I might have to life. use that tonight, dude, in our men's league game. Dude, we actually might. We, we I'm going to use it against might. their own teammates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, dude, his, his, you know what? The 2024 Bruins just are the shithousery team. That's, dude. We need to make that a thing. Just shithousery all year long. Yeah. Especially, dude. like, dude, being led by Marshawn, too. Like, you know, it, oh, I, I don't even know what to say because, like, him being captain, I honestly don't know what to expect. Like, he's going to be an asshole. He's oh, always yeah. an asshole. I really don't know either because he's, I mean, he's matured so much as a player and as a person from when he first entered. I mean, you know, I don't mean in the sense he was a bad person. I mean, on the ice, like yeah, right. his antics. I mean, he's licking people's faces. He's doing he would all just this like, shit. He would go over the line sometimes. Right, yeah. And, I, and it bit him in the ass. And he would, right. you know, put the Bruins in bad positions because he would get stupid penalties. He would get misconducts and he would hurt the team every now and then with some of the yeah. antics. I don't yeah. remember the last time he's put the Bruins in an immediate unfortunate position because of he's either like when he flips Sammy Sallow over his back in the Stanley cup finals, when he's licking people's faces, when he's doing all this shit, like he doesn't do that anymore. He still pisses people off and drives them crazy. But he isn't putting his team in that position anymore, which I think is a testament to his character and how he's been able to yeah. evolve as a player on the ice. But when I think about him being a leader, like, you know, like they were like they were already saying, I heard a report that the Bruins captain practice was like the roughest captain's practice yes. they've ever seen. Like like Marshawn was going at it with McAvoy in the corner. They said that he he gave him that a was- two hand cross check in the head. Dude, Dude, McAvoy collapsed to the ice. Like that's your captain doing that in captain's practice. And honestly, I like it. Like it's Dude. gonna get these guys oh. ready to go. <laughs> because ev- everybody, everybody is coming for the Bruins this year. Everybody. Yeah. We all know what the Bruins did last year. They had the wins record. They had the points record. And everybody's making fun of them for the first round loss. And they're going to need to sack up. And they're going to have to answer for some of this shit. And they're going to have to get physical. And teams are going to come at them. Teams are going to start saying shit. And honestly, I can't think of anybody that I would want like leading this shithousery, like Jack said, than freaking Brad Marshawn. Like, I think it's going to be perfect. We're literally going from the most respected captain of all time to maybe the least respected captain <laughs> of all time. But you're right, though, dude. Like, 
he's gonna set the tone and the way that you said it too like everybody's gonna be coming after the Bruins and what better guy to lead the team away from from you know other teams coming after you than Brad Marchand Brad Marchand's not gonna let anyone walk all over this team Milan Lucic isn't gonna let anybody walk all over this team um Trent Frederick I'm sure he's gonna throw his weight around um dude it's gonna be so much fun and and the more I think about it it's gonna get nasty some games it's gonna get nasty oh it really is and like the Bruins like they They've got some size too. Like JVR is yep. a big dog. They got a big fourth line. I mean, I know we were ripping AJ Greer, but I mean, for you know, it sounds kind of funny, but he's not afraid to fight somebody if he has to. You know, I mean, he might not win, but he he'll do lose. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he makes a team, but I mean, they 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 Bruins have some dogs on this team, and they're led by Brad Marchand. And yep. it's and 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 I know you mentioned before that you know the Bruins went from the most respected captain of all time to the most least respected. Brad Marchand has a lot. I, I know you didn't mean it like that, but Brad Marchand yeah. has a lot of respect around the league but it's just because of like like people like they sell saint patrice candles right he's, that's what he's i mean such yeah. a, like a, a beautiful human being like he's such a good person and brad marshawn again he's a great guy everything he does for the game and everything he does for communities but like he's like you could go on youtube and type in brad marshawn asshole and there's a 15 minute compilation <laughs> of all the shit that he's done throughout his career and i'm sure like i can't think of any other captain in the nhl that would have a video even half the length that that, that would be <laughs> if you were to look up a, a shithousery video of each team's captain but i think it's it's think it's cool i think it's an interesting way it's definitely a new direction for the team and uh, like we said like everybody's gonna for the bruins this year they're gonna have to nut up and they're gonna have to you know fight back and push back and it, they they might have to get dirty they might have to you know get physical and not that patrice bergeron couldn't do that he definitely could but i think for the next era of the bruins and for everything that's about to happen i'm happy i, I want to see brad marchand do his thing and i want like his tenacity and his douchebaggery to <laughs> right around the team like i want to see people get mad like that's yeah. why i like tyler bertuzzi so much last year rest in peace he's in toronto but that's why i liked him so much last year because he like he was a mini brad marchand because there were games where brad marchand like wasn't too i mean he's you know he was hurt throughout last year he was getting old everything that was happening I mean, there were games he just really wasn't there didn't have it but you know tyler bertuzzi was gonna go out there and he might chop somebody in the back of the legs right. and the ref isn't looking he's gonna spear you in the nuts and um you know when he was gone and you know, it, it kind of sucked you know that you don't have that anymore but now you have brad marshawn like teaching these guys the way of being a douchebag yeah. i kind of like it <laughs> yeah no i do too and the, and the way that you worded it and the way that jack worded it wasn't necessarily in in the aspect that i was thinking of his captainship but the more i think about it and the more we discuss it the more it makes a ton of sense like He's not going to let anybody get pushed around. You know, Lucic isn't going to stand for any of that shit. You like just the fact that he's back in Boston and you know, his loyalties, I've always lied here. He's going to do everything that he can to stick up for the spoke B, the, the, the black and gold, the guys on this team. He's going to, he's not going to let anybody run anybody because they're going to have to answer to him. Um, so I like it. The, I I like it. Like I don't have an answer for his question outside of just be a be. What do you call it? Shit housery. Shit housery. Yeah, yeah. Shit housery. Just be shit housery. I mean, I feel like I, it's not like you know the Bruins were always kind of like I don't know if I would call it shit housery, but yeah, you know, the the big bad Bruins. I mean, when they had 
you know, they had Char here, they had Sean Thornton here, Nathan Horton. Like they had these these guys who were like throwing knuckles, who were hitting people through the Lucic, of course, who were throwing Ferenc people through Campbell. the glass. Andrew Ferrance, Campbell, Adam McQuaid, Kevin Miller, like these big Johnny dogs Boychuk. Who, oh my god. Who could forget Johnny <laughs> Rocket? Like their team was was filled with these guys who were just like crazy bastards. Like yeah. balls to the wall. Like they'll put people through the glass, they'll they'll block a shot with their face. Like that's what they'll do. And it's and it's felt like you know in the last couple of years they kind of went away from that old time Bruins hockey. And it feels like maybe giving Brad Marshall on the sea and bringing Lucic back and making some other roster changes that maybe they're they're gravitating towards doing that again, embracing the Bruins mentality that they've been for the last 100 years. Happy birthday, Bruins. Yeah, happy birthday, Peace. But but Jim Montgomery said that as well. He said what we learned from last year is that we need to be more physical and and be in the face of opponents more. So, I mean, it it all comes back together. Yeah, welcome (laughs) back, Richie. It all comes back together. But, um, yeah, theme of the – or, yeah, theme identity of of this year's Bruins team, just be mean. Be mean, be hard to play against, be in opponents' faces because it, it, we have a weird mixture now of a heavy lineup, but also a skilled lineup. When you're talking about guys like Pasta, um, uh, probably Zaka, you can throw Zaka in that conversation as well, maybe JD. Um, but yeah, be mean, be aggressive, and just be in opponents' faces. So shout out to Jack. Thank you for the question, dude. I can't wait to hear your next one, too. I'm glad that, you know, you can rely on us to keep you informed on the bees throughout the season um, outside of the five seconds that ESPN shows on SportsCenter. No, they don't even have ESPN over there. I think he said it's Sportsnet or something. Sportsnet. But anyways, yeah, shout out to Jack. I just want to say to Jack, you got to let us know how you became a Bruins fan. Yeah. Because I know him and I know uh, Shan as well. They're both in the UK and they're both Bruins fans. Bruins are worldwide, baby. Worldwide. That's right. Mr. Worldwide. (laughs) Prestige worldwide. Um, But the next question comes in from Lauren. You can follow her on Twitter at BossBruinsHC. Shout out to all goals, no misses. But she said, who has been the biggest disappointment so far? So through one game of the preseason, I mean, it's kind of tough to say anyone's been disappointing, but... I will say I was expecting to at least notice Fabian Lysel a little bit. I got to say Bergeron, man. I didn't even see him out there. <laughs> yeah, what's up Ow. with Fabian Lysel? Because you weren't the only person to say he he looked kind of invisible out there. I don't know, dude. I don't – I'm not worried or anything like that because, um, like we said, like it's, it's one game. Like there's nothing to freak out or look too deep into, but I was definitely expecting to at least notice him. Like I don't even think – he had a single play where I was like, Oh, like good play. Like that, that looked good. Like I don't remember. I can't even name you a single play that he had. Um, also Jacob Zaboral, please. I'm so, sick of, dude, I'm so, I'm so sick of Zaboral. I am so sick of Zaboral. I don't even like just package him in a trade. Send him to the KHL, dude. I, dude. Every year it's the same thing. It's like, no, like, like dude, like you gotta give him a chance. He's, he, he, he was injured last year. He's coming back. He's going to be strong. No, dude, he got hurt again. It last game. You got <laughs> like, get like, he's not going to work out. He's just not. You know, you know that the Bruins are as soon as they get rid of him, he's gonna become like Drew Doughty for yeah, whatever team picks him up. What did you think about the two new defensive additions in Regula and Ian Mitchell? 
Um, because I, I did see, I did see, sorry, I did see that you tweeted that uh, you didn't think it was possible, but the Bruins might have found somebody who's actually slower than Derek Forbert in Regula. <laughs> no, Lucci. Lucci. Oh, that's who it was. That's who it was. Yeah, he's slow, but he looked good. Like, he's a giant, giant, you know, guy that back there on the back end. He uses his body well. Um, he, he, he has clean breakouts too. He's always in position, but when he's in a foot race with somebody, he's, he's losing it. Like he's not yeah. going to, he's not going to beat the guy. Um, but he looked solid. Like it, it, that wasn't a knock on, on him. It was more like just something I kind of noticed. He was just not a, he's not quick on his feet. That's yeah. It. You know, he's a big dog, dude. If, if him, Forber and Lucic are on the ice together, the garden would sink into the sea. Like it, it would, <laughs> you would not be able to last that. Um, what about Ian Mitchell though? How did you think he looked? Mitchell looked good. I mean, nothing really, no plays that were like, wow, like, like that was amazing, but sturdy back there. Uh, same thing. Good breakouts, good positioning. Um, I don't know if he's going to make the team. A lot of people have been saying like some of these guys should be playing ahead of Forbert. And to be honest, and I might be in the minority here, but I don't understand all the Forbert hate to the to the level that it is. Sure, he had a bad playoff, but I like I think it's because he sucks. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think he's that bad, though. I really, really don't. No, I mean he's he's definitely a serv- I think a lot of the hate for Forbert. Um, He's a serviceable defenseman, but I just think that the Bruins were so deep last year. They had yeah. better options than Forbert heading into the playoffs. And like in the playoffs, he sucked. I was going to say, it didn't, didn't help and, me get a, a bad playoff run. Yeah. And, and like, I know like a lot of the Bruins defensemen were banged up. So I, I, I think that because of the depth that the Bruins had last year and because of he didn't have to play every night and he probably, you could probably argue that he shouldn't have played any night every night. I think maybe that's where some of the hatred comes from, but he's fine for what he does. I think he's, he's, he's a good uh, third pairing defenseman. He's good at his role. He blocks shots. Um, and you know what you're going to get out of him. You know, he's not a top four guy. He's not like going to go out there and like light the world on fire. I got to hide you. Cause you keep crossing your eyes. I didn't know <laughs> if you were done or not. Um, but yeah, no, especially like some of these guys like Regula, Walsh, these guys that they got are so young. And I know like Walsh has uh what what he play for uh Chicago. I mean, I know he had he has some career games like Regula is super raw like you just said. Um but what do you think about Mason Lorai? Do you think he's going to make the team to start the season? Cuz I think that could be the biggest thing for uh Forbert. <laughs> yeah. Making making getting some minutes. Well, it's it's funny because Chris and I were talking about that last episode, and he was mentioning why not pair up a guy like like Mason Lorai, not like Mason Lorai. Why why not pair why not pair Mason Lorai up with a guy like Kevin Shattenkirk? You know? Oh, like, I forgot can, about Shattenkirk. Right, but if you can pair if you can pair Lorai up with Shattenkirk, veteran defenseman, uh, puck mover. Um, obviously he's got tons of NHL experience, a lot of good NHL experience too. If you can pair up Lori with a guy like him, that's not a bad, you know, intro to your NHL career. You know, you're, you're on a say third pair defenseman with a guy like Kevin Shattenkirk. You have a high ceiling. You're, you're going to be able to make mistakes out there and know that you have Shattenkirk there to kind of save you from time to time. You know, have, have, have you, uh, have you heard anything about, Lori at like dev camp how he was looking there or anything yeah chris was saying he wasn't lighting he wasn't lighting it up but i know he had one tough game but i mean it's dev camp or uh prospect challenge um 
and you can only read so far into those things. I don't know if he's going to start the season with Boston again. He's we're going to see him in the preseason, so we'll get a better look. But uh, I, I don't think he starts with the team. No, unless he literally lights it up somehow and in, in those like six games during the preseason. But I'm so excited for him to make this team. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. No, seriously. Like I, I like I, I liked him in college. I mean, I didn't. I don't follow college too closely. I mean, I follow. Uh, Take a shot. I follow Quinnipiac like fairly closely. I follow him on Twitter, but I remember Mason Lori when Ohio State played Quinnipiac. I mean, he stood out every single time he was on the ice. And obviously, I know who he was because he was a Bruins prospect. And um, you know, I was hoping he would make the jump to come play for the Bruins. And now the Bruins signed him. It's exciting that we can watch him develop in the system. So uh, he's definitely like you said. I mean, he'll be up at some point this year playing games. I, I'm, I think I'm with you. I don't know. I don't think he's gonna make it right off the bat. But whenever his time does come, I'm excited that. Because like the Bruins, their defensive unit, like they have a young core. I mean, if yep. if Lori if Lori hits, I mean he's you know twenty two years old, like big dog. He's you know six four. I mean McAvoy's like what, 26, 27. I mean Hampus Lindholm is still under thirty. If you if they can hold on to Grizzly, he's under thirty. Like they have some legit pieces moving forward. And I'm a big defense guy, so I'm all aboard the Mason Lori hype train. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Um, it's exciting. We we do have some young talent that, um, you know, could make the jump, and that's exciting to see too. Like, we were like, the, I don't know if you got to this part yet, but Alex Chase on. I don't even care to see him. Yeah, I heard you guys slandering the the name of Alex Chase on. What's up with that? Like, dude, play the young, play Lysel, play Merkulov, play Lauko, play McLaughlin. I don't care for Alex Chason. Yeah, no, I was going to say, Davis made a good point when he was talking about how, it, you know, what are you doing signing these guys? To, I mean, I, I like Dan Heinen. I'm fine with yeah. Dan Heinen. And, and yep. I think Alex Chason is a, is a fine player. I mean, you know, any other situation, I think it would make a lot of sense to sign Alex Chason. But if you have these young guys, and a lot of them are wingers and centers, what is the point of signing, you know, a 33-year-old Alex Chason to play, you know, probably fourth line minutes if you can just call one of these guys up and like Davis was saying like you don't really you don't have a lot of prospects I mean you have a lot of prospects but you don't have any blue chip guys you know he was referencing like Tage Thompson um these guys who can like whatever you want to say about Trevor Zegers I know he was a high pick but these guys who like pop off and the Bruins don't have blue chip prospects we do have solid prospects who we who are going to become everyday NHL players someday but if you don't give them minutes they're not going to develop I mean there's only so much you can develop in Providence and what's the point of signing a 32 year old journeyman if he's just going to take a spot away from these guys developing. Right. And especially when you're looking at a guy like Jacob Lauka, right? Like me and you had him at the end of the season, you know, the last, I don't know, whatever it was, 20, 25 games, we had him penciled into the lineup, like no doubt about it for, for this season. Um, but then you see him bringing Heinen and Chase on and it's like, why? Like, why? Like, yeah. Like why? Cool. But why? <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. You got, I, I'm with Chris on that aspect. You got to play the youth at some point. You can't just keep burying them in Providence. Like one, it's going to destroy their willingness to stay with the team. It's going to destroy their confidence to a certain point too. Like, I mean, John Beecher has been in the system for, I think this is his fifth year now. And he looked yeah. damn. He looked damn good. I was gonna say, dude, that goal he had, holy oh, smoke! Dude, that he was threw the Jets on. He threw the Jets on, and it was so. It looked so like easy. Like it was so it, smooth. Dare I say it looked McDavid esque? <laughs> no one's talking about that, dude. No one's talking about McDavid nature comps. If Edmonton came calling and said, you know, ninety seven for the Michigan fella, I don't know. I think I might have to hang up. Only if they throw in like a second or a third, then I'd uh, consider. I don't know. I don't know. Even then, I'm not sure. 
He's a potential first line center. Yeah, but I think you're forgetting <laughs> he, he's a Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. But um, anyways, this next question comes in from our dude, Ethan 2.0, with his two part questions. Shout out to Bruins offseason mode. Shout out to at Mr. Incredible. Oh my God, I got it wrong. Shout out to Incredible Mr. E7. Wow. Ethan, I'm sorry. Um, the past like three, four episodes, I've been doing it just off the head, like not even looking. <laughs> but um, his first question, he says, with the way the kids played in game one of the preseason, what do you think becomes of guys like Greer and Brown? Oh, Greer's gone. I mean, sorry, I was yawning. Greer's gone. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't really think unless he goes out next game and scores 11 or 12 goals. I don't think there's really much of a chance that he's going to stick around. <laughs> I think Greer has a better chance than Brown, to be honest. I don't think Brown has a chicken dick fucking chance in hell of making this roster. Um, yeah, I mean, he's another guy, too, who's over the age of 30. I mean, I, you know, eventually you got to let these young kids make and, – and even center, like the Bruins are – I mean, they've got some centers in their system. I mean, you already figure yeah. they have their top three centers – Figured out and and I mean who would you rather have and they that's not even considering Boakvist I mean it would have been hard for Patrick Brown I forgot about it would have been hard for Patrick Brown to make the team anyways we're talking about John Beecher maybe making the team all of a sudden where the fuck are all these these depth guys where do they all come from (laughs) I don't know man from the Devils shit (laughs) yeah literally um but yeah no I I don't think. I'm e- either of them, they they don't have a good shot. I don't think. I, I yeah. Hey, but listen, if the Boston Bruins don't win this year, the Providence Bruins might. They're building something special down there in Rhode Island right now. With some of these sign first line of of Chase on Patrick <laughs> Brown and AJ Greer. Merc- I didn't even. That's not even considering Merkulov and Lysel. I mean, that, that is going to be that loaded. Is, that is such a gross. <laughs> <line>. <laughs> Imagine they send Lucic down, and their oh. top line is like oh. Lucic, Beecher, and and uh, Brown or some shit, or, or no, or Chase on. No, oh I the God. what was the line you said? Greer, Brown, and and Greer, Chase on. Yeah. Oh, oh. I was. I know we're not gonna put the video up on YouTube, but I know you saw my face. Uh, it would be. It would be nothing but like. Dumpins and icings. That would be it like would, the worst. <laughs> It'd be dumpins, icings, and too many men penalties because they don't know how to change <laughs> properly. Oh my god, dude, that would be the ew. That is so bad. I, but I'm, uh. <laughs> but uh, Ethan's you made for that. <laughs> but Ethan's Ethan's uh, second part of the question. He said. Do you think Zaboral stays or gets packaged at some point this year? I answered that already. Bye. Yeah, but what if they packaged him? What would they? Well, I mean, you would have to package him. You're not trading him straight up. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's making the team. Uh, I don't know. Do you just let him walk? No. You. I think you can. If it's, all right, say you traded him just straight up, you could probably get like a fifth or a sixth. And I would take that. Maybe, 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 maybe. I don't. If you were the Bruins, you would take that a fifth or a sixth. Honestly, yeah. No, I honestly no, I would too. I mean, I wasn't sure. Just dude, he just up a fifth or a sixth. He gets hurt every single game. Do you consider him an NHL defenseman though? I mean, he's twenty six years old. How many career he has? Seventy six career games played, and he's. 
Here's the thing. Turning 27 in five months. Listen, here's the thing about him. He, when he plays and when he's healthy, he's fine. He's a good defenseman. I, I will say that. But he literally cannot stay healthy for the life of him. He yeah, can't. Sucks. And, and it sucks because he is a good player. Um, if he never tore his ACL, what could have been? I know, dude, I know. He, Ruins like, defenseman in bad knees. <laughs> yeah. this time. But I mean, and I do feel bad because he's not a bad player and I rip on him, but it's just, I'm sick of the same storylines every year. Like, oh, like this is the Borrell's year. He's going to be able to play. He's going to be top six. And it never works out that way. Um, I, if you can package him in a deal with someone else, I guess, I mean, get what you can. Cause I don't think it's ever going to work out. I just don't think he's going to be able to stay healthy. Um, and that's not me saying he's a bad player. He's definitely capable of being an NHL defenseman for sure, but it's just his inability to stay healthy and, and it's consistent every year he's getting hurt. So, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly wouldn't mind keeping him around as an extra defenseman <clears throat> because injuries happen. Yeah. And, uh, and you know what you're getting with Zaboro. Like you said, if he's healthy, he's okay. He's fine. That's the biggest thing for him, though, is staying healthy. But at the same time, if a team came knocking and they really wanted him, they were like, hey, we'll give you a fourth or even a fifth for Zaboro. Mm-hmm. I think I'm taking that. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Also, for sure. I mean, the, the Bruins also, I mean, they, even if. You know, it would be hard for him to get minutes anyways. I mean, left-handed defenseman. I mean, as soon as Lorai makes the call and gets to jump up, I mean, he suddenly knocks down to the fifth left defenseman on your team. I mean, he's behind Lorai. He's behind Forbert. He's obviously behind your other top four guys. I mean, it would have been hard either way for him to get minutes this year. So, I mean, honestly, too, and you saw the you saw Don Sweeney and Cam Neely bring these guys in, uh, 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 Callahan, Regula, Mitchell. So, I, I think, I mean... I, I don't know. It's, it, it's it, like the same you thing. Have options. Were, yeah, and it's like the same thing we were saying with um AJ Greer. I mean, he's a fun, he's an you know, he doesn't suck. He's an okay hockey player. He can play in the NHL, but there's a reason the Bruins went out and they gave Chase on a, a PTO. They gave Heinen a PTO. I mean, they got a bunch of these guys who are they think could be ready to make the jump. I mean, they clearly don't believe that much in in AJ Greer, and you could say the same thing for Zaboro. They traded for Ian Mitchell. They got Regula. They got all these guys. I mean, Zaboro's been here for seven years, more, almost ten years, dude. He was drafted in 2015. He's been a Bruin for almost a decade. He like, was he was part of that infamous first round. He was, and yeah. um, which is too bad because I think if I it wasn't for if it wasn't for the injuries, um, yes, exactly. I mean, I, I, when he was drafted, people went crazy because he was not worthy of getting drafted in that position obviously but i think he still could have made himself into a fine nhl player and i think he would have if it wasn't for some of these injuries yeah for sure um shout out to e2.0 but the next question comes in from our boy tommy bennett uh follow him on shout out tommy follow him on twitter at tj bennett 37 shout out running with the devils if you're a devils fan out there some for some reason listening to this show Go follow that. Welcome. Pod. Yeah, welcome. Hello. Also, also make sure you follow the uh, Primetime Productions Twitter account because Tommy writes a lot of articles for Primetime mm-hmm. and they're always getting tweeted out there. You know, he writes a lot of Devils articles. He writes Bruins articles as well. If you're a Sox fan, he writes a lot of Red Sox articles. So make sure you check out his articles as well as his podcast because he's doing some great stuff. Yep. Um, so he asks us, say the Bruins are on the outside looking in. Do they trade Allmark and bump up Bussy if he continues to blossom in the AHL? A tandem of Bussy and Swayman in 2024-2025 could be great for the next wave. So I like how we prefaced it with 
if he continues to blossom in the AHL. So as we were speaking earlier, like that's why you don't pull a trade off right now. Obviously, if you're, um, you know, intelligent hockey fan, sorry. Um, but, but um, I think, I, I mean, it's definitely an option. I mean, you have a guy, don't forget, Omar got hurt in the playoffs last year too. So we're, we're, we have to see how he comes off of that and how he looks, you know, dealing with that. But if it's an option and Bussy is lighting it up in the AHL again this season, I am not opposed to that. And I think, my opinion, you deal Allmark and you keep Sway. You don't deal Sway. Do not deal Sway. Oh, yeah. Don't tell that to Berg. He'll get all mad at you. But <laughs> No, I, I totally agree. And, um, you know, I mean, even like because we've been talking about it too because um, Allmark has two years left in his deal. Swayman just signed – you can call it a bridge deal. He's got two years left as well. You could be in a position a couple of years from now where you enter free agency with your two column franchise goalies as a free agent at the same time. I mean, these guys, well, they're going to have to pick one over the other at some point. And if you get to the trade deadline this year, and well, this is where I think it becomes unrealistic because if the Bruins are a dumpster fire and you get to the trade deadline and there's no chance, then yeah, I'm definitely aboard trading Olmark, but it's unrealistic because I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Bruins are going to be a playoff team. And I think, cause we've said it before, all you got to do is get in, even if they're like the ninth seed or like if they're a player away, come trade deadline. And then there's no way. What you say the ninth seed. Yeah. In the East, you gotta be eight, eight, it go, only eight. It only goes up to eight. Dude. I said, if you're just outside of the playoffs, right. You're oh. a ninth seed. Oh, never mind. I'm a I'm an idiot. idiot. I'm an idiot. idiot. No, if if you're just outside of the playoffs and you're a nine seed and you're only like a player away, then you got to keep Allmark. But if yeah. if things aren't going well, I'm totally with you. I think if Brandon Bussy continues to to blossom, like Tommy said, in the AHL, and I know that going from the AHL to the NHL is a big step, which is why I think it's also important if they can. Um, maybe find a way to give them some starts the NHL. I know it's going to be real hard though because they're trying to win some games here, and yeah. you want to obviously you want to get you know give yourself the best opportunity to win every night. But um, no, I think I'm all aboard. Obviously, swimming over Olmark, you know, when it gets to that. Um, and again, that's why it's so important. I know we were talking at the beginning of the episode. I know it's just the preseason, but you got to be encouraged when you see guys like Brandon Bussy, who had such a strong season last year in the AHL, come up play a preseason game in the NHL and put on the performance last night. And it wasn't just like he was making some good saves. He was making incredible saves in a 29 save shutout on the TD garden and the centennial jerseys. Everybody's happy. Hockey's back and he's doing this. And uh, it was exciting, but no, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens come trade deadline. By the way, we, since you missed the last episode, we didn't get your opinion on the jerseys. What? Oh, what do you think? When I first saw them, I think I screamed because I was like, I've waited a hundred years and this is the jerseys you're giving me. This is, this is dog shit. Like, I hated them. I actually, I, what is, I, I, what is this shithousery? Yeah, like, you've had a hundred years to come up with the jersey design and this is the shit that you tweet on my timeline. Like, what is this? I hated it. I, well, I, I liked, I thought the B was okay. Um, I, I hated the stripes. I, I hated the stripes with everything in me on the arms. I thought it looked so dumb. Um, but then I mellowed out a little bit and I understood that I'm just looking at a picture of, you know, 
they're like hanging a jersey on a backdrop and snapping a photo on it. And I wanted to wait until I saw them on the players. And I'm glad I did because the videos that they tweeted of the players on media day when like, I think it was Grizzlick who was walking out in the black Bruins jersey with the the logo on the pants and the, the single logo on the shoulder. And I was like, oh my God, these actually look clean as hell. I yeah. thought they looked really cool. And after watching the game last night, I think I've bought in, man. Yeah. I take I, I take back my criticism. I I was horrified when I first saw them because I saw well we mutual friends. We were talking. Don't do that with your hair. You're gonna make me laugh. <laughs> we were talking. Um, you know, we had an idea of what the jerseys were gonna look like before they came out, and I know we were messaging like, "Oh my god, no, please don't! Like this can't be the jersey that that looks like shit." Yeah. And then 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 the, those were the jerseys, and our fears were confirmed but um no once i saw them on the players i thought they look really clean i think the logo looks cool um i like the 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 shade of gold that they use i I think it might get a little old as the season goes on but i love i love the 1924 ones the the third jerseys i think those are unbelievably clean i'm a big fan of them yeah opening the season wearing those jerseys too against chicago so opening up with a bang i know but i love those jerseys too the alternates are probably my favorite and I can't wait to see those ones on the ice, too. I hope they – I kind of hope they wear them during one of these preseason games just so we can see. I wish that um, Jeremy Swayman and Linus Olmark mm. would get would get tan pads. Oh, mm, that's a good that call. Would, chef's kiss. That would that's a good call. Look. I yeah. did see that Swayman got a new helmet, though. I didn't look at it, but I saw that he got one. So I'm excited to Google that after we finish recording. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I'm with you on the jerseys. When they first came out, I was kind of meh. And then when you see him actually wearing it with all the pads and you see it on the ice with the logo and stuff, it's awesome. But um, this next, oh, thank you, Tommy. Uh, This next question comes in from Grace. You can follow her on Twitter at GRobs underscore Boston. Shout out all goals, no misses. Shout out cross court. She said, on a scale of one to God, how incredible was Bussy in the preseason game? I think he was, what's a step below God? Jesus? Can I say that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That, it doesn't matter. You just did. I don't know. What is what is a step below God? Because I actually replied to her and I said, I need something more powerful than God. <laughs> uh, Which, am I allowed Mother to say Earth? that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a mother's rage i don't know what's more powerful than god bobby Orr. bobby Orr's knees maybe no <laughs> no yeah I don't, no, I don't know on a scale of one to ten i i like a realistic scale he was about i mean i i mean i guess i can give him a 10 i can't think of anything yeah. he could have done better i mean he got a shutout maybe that last the shot you said that almost went at the, went in at the very end mm-hmm. i'll give him a, a 9.8 yeah you know what because yeah, he's like Lysol, ninety nine point nine nine percent. He kill, kills ninety nine point nine nine percent of germs. He honestly, Fabian Lysol kills ninety nine point nine nine percent of germs. He, no, I don't know. I would give Bussy a ten. <laughs> I would give Bussy a ten. He played great. Yeah, no, he looked great. Do um, do we know who's gonna get the the start in the next game for the Bruins? Is it Kaiser? Uh, it's going to either be Kaiser or DiPietro. How many preseason games do they play? I believe it's six. Oh. Well, I was happy to see the everyone's picked off, 
picked up on the preseason where they left off last year. They're continuing their dominating ways because three nothing shutout over the Rangers too is pretty impressive, even yeah. though it's a preseason. Because you know what, the Rangers were starting half their team, but god damn it, the Bruins were as well, and it was a yeah. dominating win. Yeah, 2023-2024 Bruins undefeated on home ice. Um, That's right. Um, Grace also asked another uh, another question though. Um, she said, how does it feel that Johnny Beecher's performance confirms Michigan is the greatest hockey school in the country? Mel, I'll let you take that one. Um, no, you know, I would have, I would have maybe thought you might be onto something until I just pictured in my head, Quinnipiac Bobcat, Devin Taves holding the Stanley cup trophy at center ice. And then I remembered Quinnipiac is a hub of hockey, man. Sorry. They beat Michigan. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> they beat Michigan five to one last year on their way to winning the national championship. So until I see Michigan fight back against Quinnipiac, I'm sorry. I'm never going to pick them over, over anybody. I, w- I wouldn't pick them over BU either. Speaking of, did you see the new uh, preseason college hockey polls? Yep. One and two, one and two. BU's number one, QU's two, baby, which is exciting because I know that Quinnipiac, I'm sorry. I don't want to turn this into Quinnipiac thing, but just quickly, Go for it. Go I, for I, it. Know, I know Quinnipiac won the national championship last year, but they're a team that really never gets that kind of respect. Like they could, they could go undefeated and have their entire team make the NHL and they still wouldn't be top five in the preseason polls. So I was very excited to see them ranked number two because for a small school in a shitty conference, they're finally getting some respect and it only took a national championship to do it but you know what <laughs> michigan didn't win so i'm happy yeah um shout out grace give her a follow give her pods a follow but this next question comes into or sorry this next question comes in from our boy um into the den is cooking you can follow him on twitter at 100 underscore bex uh he said Patra is clearly gunning for night one roster because it's another year of juniors for him if you can't crack it by October 11th. Is there any part of Patra's game you want to see worked on that could justify another year in juniors? And then he said, also, thank you so much for liking my question last week. Shout out to you, dude. Two for two on the questions, man. These are some fucking fire questions. Yeah, What do you think is going to happen, Portois? Because, dude, I don't I can't, I can't, I, I don't want to say anything yet because we still have so much preseason hockey left to play. Yeah. But in reference to his question, I mean, he's a smooth skater. You were talking, obviously, in the beginning of the episode, how his hockey IQ is already like, like you said, the, the little poke check pass, veteran move right there. He's 19. It's almost something similar to Lysel. Maybe just put on a little bit of weight. It really, you know what I mean? And really he's, uh, he's solidify that part. He's yeah. listed as 5'11", 177, but you know, looking at him as a center, I mean, obviously he's a guy you want playing center. You don't want to bump him to, bump him to the wing, unless why you would want you would consider that. No, I was gonna say he's oh. also. I was I was gonna say he's also he was nasty on the dot too in that game. Oh yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. like he's 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 obviously not better than Coyle Zaka. He's not better than uh, Trent Frederick if he's the one playing third. Oh no, it's gonna be Geeky. He's not better than Geeky. Is he better than? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I would. I would still trust Geeky more. That, than was, that. A, that was a. That was a soft. Portois, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like Boakvist, I mean. But do you want Portois playing fourth line? Like, what do you want no. him to get his feet wet in the NHL, playing on a line with Milan Lucic and God knows who on the right wing on the fourth line? Like, I. I don't know. So if is, is it if he doesn't if he doesn't come play for the Bruins this year, he's going back to juniors. Yes, he can't go to the, he can't go to Providence because of the NHL CHL transfer. Uh, rule that they had last year or a couple years. I forget when they signed that deal or whatever, but um, 
I I have to find it really quick. I have it right here, but the deal the deal so itself it, was he's ineligible um due to the transfer agreement, which means any player under 20 years old or without four years of experience in junior hockey, um, they're ineligible for AHL time. So it's either the Bruins or back to juniors. So they couldn't even call they couldn't even bring him to the Bruins. He can play in the big club for a month and a half and send him to the Providence. I think he can play a max of nine games. But no, then he can't go to Providence. So he like the entire season he can't go to Providence. No. Oh man. Well then I think I I mean I would love to see him in the Bruins, but I think it would it might make more sense to send him back to juniors, even though I think it's stupid. <sighs> can they I loan him out to like Russia? I don't want to send him to Russia. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Hey, you go play in Sweden for a year or something. I don't know. Um <laughs> what if he played for the Worcester Railers? I would love that. He would what if he's three hundred fr- points. Is he free on Monday nights? I know there's a men's league team that's looking to win some games. Bush Lightning could use a center. Oh, boy, <laughs> But, I mean, I don't really, if I'm being honest, I don't have an answer for that question just yet. I I need to see at least like three or four more games preseason. But the two points on opening night was beautiful to see. He was There was no point in that game where I... Thought he was a liability out there for a shift. No, you know what's you know what's gross. He's an 04. I know. That's I would, literally I was born in ninety seven. I I saw uh, birthdays recently of babies and like people are signed. <laughs> they're getting signed up for stuff and they're born in two thousand twenty two and two thousand twenty three and it like makes me want to vomit. Like it's that weird, is, dude. It is so weird. Oh my I god! Know. I remember when we used to work at the skating rink back then. It was weird because we were like 16, 17 and people were like signing up. They had like mustaches coming in and they're like oh fives. And I was like, this is so weird. Yeah, maybe not oh fives because they would have been like eleven years old. But you know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like these kids. I remember it was weird when um once when like the 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 drafts the people who were being drafted in in like the NBA when they were like in the same grade as we were, that's when it got really weird for me. Like, uh, like Jason Tatum is the grade above me. And when he got drafted by the Celtics, I was like, Oh God, this is weird. Like I should, shit, I should probably be like getting ready for the NHL draft right now. Right. If I was, <laughs> if I was on the same well, timeline, why haven't I gotten a call from a scout yet? Did they forget? Yeah. They lose my number. Yeah. They lose my number. I should be connecting with some agents on LinkedIn right now. Like, I, like what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say it's hard to criticize this game because he played so good. But like I said, I think the only thing that really could benefit him was adding a little more strength and size because, oh my God, we honestly, the Bruins might have hit the nail on the head with that Patra pick. I hope so. And, but now they got to, they got to develop him right too. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, no, go ahead. I was going to say, you don't want to rush him to the big club. Um, which I don't think they're going to do. It's just, that's a stupid rule. I didn't know that that, I, I knew that the Bruins are in a spot where he either makes the, the Boston Bruins or he's going back to juniors. I didn't know that was the reason. And now that I know, I think it's really freaking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he should go play college hockey for a year. He should go play at BU. He should play at Quinnipiac. <laughs> um, so that kind of leads into this next question too. This comes in from, um, from Ace, um, shout out to Two Pad Stack. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Ace in six oh three. He said Beecher as four C, yay or nay? Easy for me. I say yay. I um, love it. Yeah. 
And then he says, Patra between Marshy and Pasta, yay or nay? I don't love that. <laughs> and then he says, does Zaboral earn a spot on the bottom pair? Nay. No. <laughs> um, Portois would be really fun, though, to see in a top line. I just I think that's kind of out of the question right now. I don't think he would play top line, but would you consider him second line? Right now? After yeah. a preseason game? No. You think he's better than Coyle as your second line center? What are we doing here? It's been a game. He's 19. He weighs 130 pounds. Sagan was 19. Sagan was the second overall pick. Sagan won the Stanley Cup as a rookie. I don't want to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning on his own. Oh, that video I posted the other day of him just splitting the D in that. Oh, I know. I saw that game. Oh, my God. Goosebumps. But (laughs) I don't want to say yay or nay yet because I want to wait to see what he does. But I listen, I wouldn't. Oh, boy. I wouldn't be mad about it. I wouldn't. I really he wouldn't. Is your first line center? Second line. Second line. I mean, he I can't, think... He can't be... He cannot be first line center. I would be excited. I'd be like, oh, boy, here we go. But I... I I don't know. I don't... I think it would be kind of dumb. I, I would have more faith in Charlie Coyle holding down your second line center all year than I would in a 19-year-old Portois. And I think he's going to be good. But I, it's been one preseason game. I know. Right. Realistically, realistically, if he were to make the Bruins, I know I kind of said you you did the soft. Eh, we were talking about him and Geeky. That could be fun. Portois. If you had Portois um, as your center for your third line, you had Trent Frederick on the left. And uh, see, but I don't want to split up Trent Frederick and Coyle though. Yeah, I don't either. Damn it. Well, you know, back to Ontario. wherever he was (laughs) i don't know man it could be interesting and it could be fun but that's that's why i don't want to answer it yet because i i don't want to overreact to one preseason game but god damn did he look good and it gives me a lot of hope really good but um shout out to ace like i said um shout out to two pad stack and give them all a follow. But next question comes in from the Dropback Podcast. You can follow them on Twitter at Dropback underscore. Uh, they just dropped a new episode about the Patriots. So give them a shout out or give them a shout out. Go give them a listen. Go give them a follow. Um, hey, shout out. He says, or they say, because I'm not sure which one asked, but we'll say Andrew. But um, they yeah. said, it feels weird to me that Marshy is captain now. Will he act any differently now that he's leading the troops? No, I don't think he's... No, I think that he was given the C because of exactly the player who he is. I I think that his brashness and his decision-making on the ice and his evolution we've already talked about at the beginning of the episode. (laughs) I don't know if you heard that. My dad just coughed so loud. (laughs) The evolution evolution of who Brad Marchand is as a player on the ice, I think, is the reason he got the C. And I would not want him to change. I don't think the Bruins are expecting him to change. And we we talked about it earlier, but I'm excited for this new era of Bruins hockey led by Brad Marchand with a C in his chest, baby. It's kind of funny. I love – I. Jack hit it on the head, right? I think in regards to this question, you can kind of go back to Jack's question. I think he's definitely not going to change. Um, if anything – like his actions and the way that he portrays himself on the ice and plays and doesn't take shit is going to like leak into everybody else. And I think that's going to benefit the team as a whole. And I think everybody's going to kind of have a little bit of an edge to their game now and a little chip on their shoulder. 
Um, especially like they got to be pissed after last season. Like they're going to be coming into the season with a chip on the shoulder anyways. And then, and now you got this guy as your captain. I mean, oh my God, all hell could break loose. You got Lucic. Oh, oh my God. It's going to be an insane it's gonna be an insane season. He's also like it also helps too because he's won a cup. I know we're at this point now right. where there's there's only two players left on the on the Bruins. I think there's is there two or three in the entire league. Either way, there's two of them on the Bruins who were part of that 2011 Stanley Cup winning team. Yeah, Sagan. Sorry. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's there's was there anybody else other than Sagan? Luch, Sagan, Krejci's gone. Um, Bergeron's Krejci's gone. gone. Bergeron's gone. Oh, Thomas Caberlet. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, Tuka, Tuka's gone. Sean Thornton, Campbell, gone, gone, gone. Michael Ryder, Mark Gone, gone. Yeah, no, they're all gone. Quater, was Adam? Well, whatever. Um, Either way, I mean, he's he's also won a Stanley Cup too, which I think helps the case. But yeah, um, he's a leader of men now, and I'm excited to see this next phase in Brad Marchand's career. I always wondered what he was like as a captain when he had the A, like, I don't even know, like, what kind of leader is he in the locker room? That's why, because, like, with Chara, we knew who he was. I mean, he was a captain here for, like, 15 years. With Bergeron, we knew what kind of leader he was going to be because he's had the A on his sweater since he was, like, 24. But, like, Brad Marchand, like, he's been the assistant under those two great captains. Like, I don't even know what he's like in the locker room. Like, is he the vocal one? Is he calling people out? I'm sure he is, actually, now that I say that out loud. I know for a fact Brad Marchand is calling people out. But I'm I'm curious to see his leadership style because last year obviously everything went through Bergeron before that was through Chara now everything's going through Brad Marchand I want to see how it looks. Well, he definitely keeps the locker room loose. That's for sure, like, <laughs> absolutely. But um, yeah, shout out to the Dropback Podcast. Um, go give them a follow. Go give them a listen. Um, they have a they a little plug for them. They have a segment that they do called "In the Shotgun," where they have one of them asks a question. You have a minute on the clock and the other person, the clock starts as soon as they shock on the beer. So they have to finish the beer and then they have to answer the question in, in a minute's time. So it's a fun listen and, and definitely go give them a listen. Um, shout out to them. But this last question that we got comes in from TV Dumb Duck. You can follow them on Twitter at TV Dumb Duck. They said talks between Zegers and Anaheim aren't going well. Should the Bruins be interested in trading for his RFA rights? He's a bitch, dude. No. I do not. I do not want Zegers <laughs> on this team at all. He's really he's also don't. dating a TikTok star, allegedly. Yes. Stay away from that. Um, drama. I don't know. I mean, I think he's a fine player. I just don't really think he fits in with the culture here. No, and he. I think he's overrated too. And you're right. He does not fit in with the culture. I mean, he has he an was- ego, dude. He has a big ego. Yeah, because he was on the cover of NHL. But yeah. into um, the Michigan. He's a, he's a he's a fine player. I mean, 22, you know, he's had back-to-back 23 goal seasons, but you know, I mean, I think it would be worth kicking tires on him. I mean, if Anaheim is giving if Anaheim's like, "Listen, we'll give you Zegris, but you got to give up Zaboro." Yes, that's say, what I was going to say. <laughs> I was saying, "You forced my hand. All right, here you go." But um like, you know, if 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 it costed anything significant, um, which I think it probably would because it's Trevor Zegris. Mm-hmm. I would not, I would not be interested if I were the Bruins. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. And you know, his price tag is going to be kind of pricey. It's going to be expensive. Oh yeah. Yeah. 22 year old kid. I mean, and, and he's, he's marketable as well. Like he's in commercials. Right. Like we just said, he was on the cover of NHL and 
I mean, you know, if his floor is a 23 goal scorer, as he's done now in back to back seasons, playing in a literal dumpster fire in Anaheim, I mean, he would be a good player in the right system. So there would definitely be teams interested. I just, for the Bruins, I wouldn't want to be paying too much for a guy like that. But that could just be a personal thing. I mean, I'm just not, personally, I'm not a Trevor Zegers fan. I yeah. know, uh, I, th- I know you and Davis were talking about what players in the NHL you hate the absolute most. Mm-hmm. And, um, Zegers might be on that list for me. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I was as soon as we hung up on that on that recording, I instantly thought of Zegers and I was like, God damn it. Like that, yeah. that would have been my pick. He's just I don't know. I also hate Austin Matthews too. Really? Yeah. Why? Just, Why? It might be more of like uh I'm just I hate like the hype beast aspect of it, you know, like he's a great player, but I feel like every, every Toronto Maple Leafs fan that you interact with on Twitter, boom, profile pictures, Austin Matthews. He's on the cover of NHL. He's American. So he's all we freaking hear about is the great American hockey player. Everybody tweets about his hairline. Everybody's always talking about Austin Matthews. I don't know. I'm just sick of it. And it, and maybe like, like Dak Prescott, for example, I hate the cross sports. He's a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, you're going to hear about him nonstop. And I think because of that, I just kind of get sick of him. I think it might be the same thing with Austin Matthews. He's the best player. He's an MVP in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Obviously, we're going to hear about him all the time. Maybe it's just overexposure, but I'm I'm a little sick of Austin Matthews. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, it doesn't help that he's a Leaf, too. Yeah, also, actually, a great example was... Austin Matthews is like 6'3", 6'4". He's a big guy. In that scene when they had that scrum a couple years ago and he was just standing there, that he started by yeah, the way. Yeah. All of his, he's watching all of his teammates that he's towering over getting this huge fight and he's just standing there watching. I get you're the franchise guy, but like Alex Ovechkin is putting people through the glass and I get Ovi's a different beast, but I don't know. I, I just don't really like him. Yeah, no, that was a tough look for him. Um, oh, wait, hang on. Sorry, I'm on a roll. My most, I think my most hated player of all time might be Joffrey Lupel. I hated that guy, oh, dude. He was, I yeah. could not stand Joffrey Lupel. I didn't like Dion Phaneuf either, and I hated Dennis Wyvin. All right, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> remember when, do you remember when, when Wyvin just like cross-checked that ref from behind? <laughs> do, you remember, was, do you remember Remember when Dennis Wyvin tripped himself on a, on a penalty <laughs> shot? <laughs> That was the funniest thing ever. It's like he got sniped from the balcony. Like it was actually wild. Or have you seen the one? I think it was Wyman. It was somebody on the Calgary Flames. I'm almost positive it was Wyman when he came off the bench and he was like about to like drop the mitts. I keep on shouting out your podcast, and he just like <laughs> like toe picked and like started falling backwards and like yes. the total yard sale. Like I think that was Dennis Wyman. Oh, talking about a yard sale, dude. Just a quick little tangent because we are done with the DMs. So shout out to all you guys for sending in the questions. Um, uh, but talking about yard sale, dude, last game for, for our men's league team. I know you weren't there, but um, some guy I'm playing, I'm playing on the blue line. Some guy chips the puck off. You're going to get a kick out of this. Some guy ch- chipped the puck off the glass and I went to go grab it. And my stick just flew out of my hand. And all of a sudden I had both <laughs> my hands up trying to catch the puck and everybody's laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> the refs are laughing at me the other bench is laughing at me our boys are laughing at me and i'm like fuck like how did that even happen did you at least catch the puck no it went right by me <laughs> did they go on a breakaway no 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 oh my god wait who are you playing with who is your partner uh casey oh my god i wish we could like strap gopros to our chest so we could like record because you and i are playing we're partners tonight baby. yeah 
and oh, i yeah. want to record this shit and so people can see honestly it might be better off i i haven't skated in in, in a hockey game with refs since i was 19 yep and that's yep. going on it's five years now so i'm i'm a little nervous when we rented ice with boosie and, and a couple other people like a couple months ago after five minutes i I was tasting blood, dude. Like I was dying. I thought I was going to die right there in the ice. I said rink two in the new England sports center. This is where I meet my fate. So I'm a, I'm a little worried tonight, especially if I got some cores flowing through my veins before the game starts. Oh yeah. They're in my fridge right now. So in about an hour, we'll be chucking those things down. Rockies are blue baby. But I mean, Hey, um, hopefully, you know, uh, Grizzly and McAvoy out there right now between me and you. But, um, Outside of that, we got nothing else to talk about. Um, s- tonight is what Monday. We're gonna be dropping this episode on Wednesday, but we couldn't record tomorrow night. Um, Mel is going to the Sox, so we had we had tonight as the recording. So as you're listening to this, I believe the next game is either Tuesday or Wednesday. I, I'm not sure actually, but doesn't matter. Um, this will be out on Wednesday morning as usual, but outside of that, we really don't have too much to talk about. A lot of hope coming out of this first preseason game. A lot of the youth seems to really be taking this moment and, and grabbing it and running with it. John Beecher looking great. Matthew Potra making a case for himself. Um, Brandon Bussey, obviously those are the three standouts for sure. But hey, did, um, yeah. did you see who the Bruins are playing on Tuesday? Uh, is it Philly? Nope. The Buffalo Sabres. Oh, that's right. That's right. It is the Sabres. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, a lot to look forward to. And season is the regular season is right around the corner. Just about two weeks. So, um, would have thought. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. But. <laughs> Hey, thank you guys all for listening to episode 60 of the Something's Bruin podcast. As always, brought to you in partnership with the one and only Primetime Productions. You can follow them on Twitter at Primetime Prods. You can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. You can follow Mel on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. Hashtag road to a thousand for Mel. Um, And you can follow the Something's Bruin Twitter account on Twitter at Bruin something, no G at the end. And... We will catch you guys all next week. Bye. Let's go! It's game day! (laughs) Dude, I'm so excited. Dude. So pumped up. You have no idea. I don't want to like I'm I'm excited we're doing this right now because it's gonna kill like an hour 40 minute 40-ish minutes, whatever. Um and then we're gonna just be heading to the sports center. I am Dude. so excited. Wait, hang on. I need to change my mic. Um Dude, so like do I like do we bring water? Like, how does this I've never done this before? <laughs> you should, because I didn't last time and we were all sharing one water bottle. Yeah, it was bad. What do I bring? Like a bottle of Poland Spring or something? No, you can bring like a squirty bottle. I don't think I have a squirty bottle. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, um, I did. I did buy beer though, so we should be set on that. Just like Venmo, like ten bucks. What did you get? Mango carts? They didn't have those. What'd you get? I got the next best thing. Black cherry white claws. <laughs> <laughs>